Do you remember the film Eight-Legged Freaks? <laughs> I do. I think about that film a lot, actually. I feel like the, the Drider gives new meaning to the phrase Eight-Legged Freak. It can if you want it to. <laughs> I don't like that. Nah. I don't like that one bit. Nah. I like that thing you just did. No, I didn't like it either. I'm Orion. It's me, Orion. Hello. Hey, it's Travis. And you're listening to To the Nail of Monsters podcast. We get more casual as time Yeah, we get... I've, I'm sitting backwards in the chair and I've got my baseball cap <laughs> uh, on my knee. I gotta tell you about something you need to not do. Yeah. Um, let me talk to you about failing wall. Yeah, don't do not do that. Don't do that. As I understand it, that's just a real... It's no good. Yeah. You don't want to be... Don't want to be flailing law. Yeah, in your... <laughs> And yeah, so yeah, you hey, failed off. Listen, kids, <laughs> don't fail off. Not even once. We're talking about the Drider, uh, and the Drider is more or less kind of what it sounds like. It is a drow spider. Yeah. Uh, you know, for like twenty, I used to pronounce it drow. Uh, oh. For like almost my entire teenage years, uh, I could see that. I could see doing that. Yeah, because I, I don't know, it just sounded better in my head, and I. This was before, because, like, I, my relationship with D&D is a little weird, because uh, I played it a, a good amount as, like, a youngster, youngster, like, single-digit age, uh, and then I kind of took a break, but in that, like, interim break time, I read all of those R.A. Salvatore ah. stuff, so, like, all, the, all that drit stuff, uh, and so, because of, you know, the majesty of uh fake fantasy names i used to pronounce it draw a lot yeah it sounds more kind of european fantastical to say yeah draw. yeah i don't know it feels a little bit more spooky because that's kind of <laughs> what the draw they're like elves but bad <laughs> they're bad elves. they're the bad elves and effectively how this works is for those of you who didn't spend a lot of time reading uh <laughs> the the variously acceptable works of ari salvatore <laughs> Uh, drow, they are just, like, evil elves who are descended from, uh, Lolth, the Spider Queen. We talked about this a bit with demons. Yeah, I uh, fucking hate that this thing is organized alphabetically and that Drider come so, wait, a couple like, monsters before Drow. So dumb. <laughs> Profoundly dumb. I'm, like, shocked that this is not, like, a Drow section, but yeah. that might just be because my brain is formatted to think of D&D in sections now. Yeah. Because of devils and demons and then dragons. By the way, we're finally out of dragons. Yeah. There we go. Uh, basically how it works is Loth was a, just kind of like a chaotic elven goddess in the same way as like Corlon and all those, all those other fun stuff. Uh, some bad stuff happened. She's kind of like the, uh, elfin equivalent of Asmodeus in a way, except since she's a demon, it's a lot messier and uh, more lawful than charismatic Asmodeus. Consequently, all of her descendant drow, uh, and herself, they were kind of pushed into the, uh, well, she was pushed into the abyss and then all the drow are put into the underdark so consequently uh drow are basically just evil underdark elves yeah i mean the underdark is close to the abyss yeah Spa- spatially, spatially yes yeah, so seemingly that's <laughs> supposed to be the case uh where if you go too far down into the underdark you'll kind of breach into the abyss um the thing of it is the heck of it is <laughs> is that lolth is a bad person who does evil things uh and will occasionally when drow fuck up uh loth will turn them into like spider centaurs yeah which you know it's weird that 
the spider queen turning you into a part spider is a bad thing. Yeah. But you, I get it, I You'd guess. think that, like, that would make you, like, more, like, people would dig you a little bit more. Because, like, drow, they're way into spiders. Yeah. Because all the spider queen. You'd think that it would be, like, the op, like, you turn into a fly or something, right? Yeah, you turn into, like, a shitty little lizard. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is the farthest thing from a spider. Yeah. No. No, not the case, not the case. So that's what a drider is. A drider has been basically mutated uh, by divine mandate and transformed into like a spider centaur. Yeah. Truth be told, uh, it works like a spider would, as you might expect. And, you know, this is mostly a thing you'll find if you get into drow stuff or go into like underdark things. Uh, but on on the whole, like it does the job. It is a drow mixed with a spider. Yeah. It's horrifying to conceive of and look at. To me, yeah. just, I don't know, that's a general thing, but yeah. I don't like spiders. That's true. If you put half a person screaming on top of a spider, I sure still don't like it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is really terrible to look at it, so let's start looking at it. Let's do it. <laughs> Woo! So artistically, it looks like a spider centaur. It looks like Quellig from Dark Souls, except cuter, actually. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Truth be told, the spider part is not a mangled thing, but that's for another discussion. Uh, <laughs> the So basically, like, spider, we're getting, like, fantasy spider hours, so it's, like, really, yeah. like, spiny. It's, it, like, a really spiny carapace on the spider bit. That makes it better to look at for mm -hmm. me, because if it were as, like, hairy and... Yeah. Just little fuzzy, like, tarantula legs yeah. that would make it worse for me. Yeah, it's the discrepancy. <laughs> I, know, I know I just said, I literally just said we weren't going to talk about Dark Souls, uh, but it's the difference between, the, like, the Duke's Dear Freya in Dark Souls 2 versus yeah. the spiders in Bloodborne yeah. in, in Murgo's Loft or whatever. Uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's the difference between, like, a real-looking spider but big yeah. uh, and, like, a really fantasy-looking spider. God, the big Bloodborne spider. Nope. Yeah. Nope, that <laughs> nope. ain't going to do it. No, sir. No, sorry, Bob. Oof, put or, half a draw on that thing, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, or like to to put it in more, like I don't know, Aragog from Harry Potter versus Shelob from Lord of the Rings. I'm having difficulty remembering how how the Harry Potter one is. I think it looks more spidery. I think it looks more like a fuzzy spider. I feel like I don't know. You you all get the idea. The spider here is very. Uh, you know, very pointy and does not look like a real spider, but rather a fantastical approximation of a spider. They badassified it. It looks which... like it looks like it has the the skin of a crab. <laughs> it yeah, looks like its legs are kind of carapacey, like a crab. Yeah, it does. It has like a little butt stinger as well. Oh yeah, it does have. A little... Yeah, that's where the web come out of. But this time it's a spike. Yeah. I'm imagining like instead of web, it's just like one big spike is just like <laughs> noodled out like a spaghetti or like oh. a. That's worse, actually. Yeah. Somehow. So I'm I I'm sorry for ruining the spider butt for you. Oh. Um. Yeah, and kind of strangely, looking it over now, I they don't like they don't have like a web move. Yeah. So they, they don't know. They they don't even have they have innate spell casting and none of the spells are web. <laughs> spells are web. Weirdly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, strange choice. <laughs> strange strange choice. Uh, but they also don't have stinger either. So who knows what's going on with that spider butt? Maybe it's just hair. It's yeah, just maybe hair. it's just like just a kinda... yeah, it's just like a alfalfa esque cowlick sticking out of their posterior. Oh, 
I oof, I want to show you the other ones just because like <laughs> wait we haven't talked about the person part yet. Oh, you're right. We still got to talk about the. That's good because a... the person part is very important to one of them. <laughs> we got to talk about the dirt part for the drider. <laughs> right. Uh, and the drow part is just uh, it's just a drow. Uh, you've seen it. We've all we, we I know you've seen it. It's a dark elf, so it's like an elf, but they have like charcoaly skin and white hair. It does the thing that centaurs do that make me mad. I want to know what's going on in this area. I know their clothes. They've they've they they didn't they hid their their shame and yeah. they clothed the stump part in this like silver armor in the, this this case. The weird connection they've got the crotch plate. <laughs> yeah, it looks like kind of a uh, like dare I say kind of Tolkienian armor situation where it's like scaled armor. Uh, there's a little bit of midriff, so it's not quite as Tolkienian. It's a little traditional anime. Uh, and then they have like this steel tiara and like a like saber rapier thing as well. I do like their wild whooshy hair. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, here's a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, this is a weird thing to talk about. Okay, um, since it is technically cavalry, wouldn't it be better off having a spear? This huh. is not really necessarily something that bothers me. Uh, but it is something that crossed my mind just now. You know, you say that, I do, every instance in my head of when somebody has used a drider, they have given it a spear, so that may be, like, an innate thing we think. Maybe. I don't, I, I hadn't considered it personally. I, the only time I can, the only thing I, the only time I can think of a drider happening in a book, uh... Oh, I mean, like, actual play, because I never read the... Oh, the Salvatore books. I don't think anybody's. Well, it was. I think that Drider had a sword the one time I remember there being a Drider. But the um, thing of. I I, I don't think I've ever seen a Drider used in a. Like, in play Ah. for me yet. I don't think I've kind of fortunately run into Drow yet in in anything that I've. Because I'm truthfully a little bit drowned out. Yeah. Uh, I get it. Like, Drow are. Like, there's a. You can kind of, like, if you bring me back to my childhood days, I could get into drow because like truth be told those uh salvatore prequels that take place in the underdark they were kind of like the game of thrones to a young tiny myself that makes sense uh because they're all like you know they're all about like intrigue and shit uh-huh. uh or at least largely about intrigue and stuff um so like i i kind of enjoy drow from that perspective but because of just fucking it's just so much i don't anymore yeah that's very fair um, but that is more or less what they look at. It's just a drow warrior person stuffed on top of a spider, and we don't get a look at that connective tissue. It's got to be even worse on this, right? Right? Because, like, when it's a centaur, it's, like, flesh to flesh. This yeah. time, it's, like, flesh to carapace. Flesh to bug. And it's doesn't like... that, yeah, doesn't that kind of feel like an easy go-around? Like, if you didn't want to show the weird stump, they could have just put some spider shell around it, yeah. and then there you go. But they did. They chose. Where do you think inside the stump it goes from being the guts of a spider to the guts of a person? Do you think it like stops halfway up? Do you think it hits the abdomen? Well, there'll be no way of knowing because they've covered the dick part of the person. <laughs> That's uh, true. Do you think there's a dick? I don't. I I have no idea. I mean, they cover what? Here's the other other question. Where do you get that skirt? That like metal skirt that just covers hmm. your like your like hips. To not even, like, I guess that would be enough for, like, a regular person. There's enough, like, chunk there that they could probably have just worn whatever battle skirt they were wearing before. I suppose that's true, yeah. Uh, But I, there's, like, enough dead space there that it's kind of, like, almost like a mermaid, like a weird mermaid. How, like, the mermaid part starts, like, at the, like, thighs of the person. Mm -hmm. 
that I'm like hyper curious now <laughs> as to exactly what the transformation looked because it kind of looks like the legs of the person uh, have have transformed into the spider bit and not necessarily the waist. You you asked what where that thing came from and I was like oh the driders probably made it and then in my head I started thinking about the if a drider were to wear pants how would they wear the pants <laughs> over all the legs would over a, just the butt <laughs> would a drider riding another drider ride on the spider part or the human shoulders ah <laughs> okay but that's more or less all I have is drow, drow on a spider uh what are these to show me the abominations yeah so the the important thing to know about the fourth edition one mm-hmm. is that you'll notice Fifth edition, where they connect. Yes. It just there's imagine no spider head. There's no spider head at all. Yeah, there's no spider head. You go straight from body of spider to person shape. Here's here's what's going on in fourth edition. Oh. Uh, it's got two smaller pincery things yeah. coming that... out of what would maybe be where the spider's head is. That's pretty it's, not great. It's very bad. And I never thought I could feel like uncanniness for a spider. That yeah. kind of does it, doesn't it? It's incredibly awful. It's yeah. very bad. Um, and, you know, booby armor of 4th edition. Oh, sure, booby armor. I wasn't even it. looking at the boot part. Yeah, exactly. I was looking at I was like those little Those hand little handy bits. things. They, yeah. they ain't doing it. They, uh, they're rough. Uh, I'm going to skip back to 1st edition cool. real quick. The original? Uh, the OG... <laughs> the uh, OG Drider. It just kind of looks real bad. Yeah, it's kind of bad. It looks like they photoshopped the. Oh god, the connective tissue there. Uh huh. Well, we get to see it finally. Yeah, we get to I see guess so. Connect. Huh? Uh, Unfortunately, it's in a bad drawing. It's in a really so. kind of weird, <laughs> slopey drawing. Uh, but that is kind of that's that, isn't it? Uh, but don't you worry. Third edition has me fucking covered, baby. Okay. Here's that. <laughs> what the. F- <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, take my phone. Go ahead and get real in on that. Wow. It's fucking wild. <laughs> Holy, that's some fucking giger shit right there. <laughs> Holy hell. That is such a not what the others are. I know. Like, the drow number one is green. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that. They've, like, been mutated, and now it's kind of like a half-spider person sealed on top of a spider body. Yeah, their hands have become kind of yeah. weird claw Yeah, hands. some of their, yeah, like, the legs, like, have little hand stumps on yeah. them. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> the... The legs where they connect down to the body have formed some sort of like chitinous rib cage yeah. up to where it connects to the it's, person. It's very gross. It's very, very spinery in a uh, really gross way. I recommend whoever, like, if you're listening to this, just to look up Driders and find the third edition one because it's wild. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that that was a big. That that was third edition. You say? Yeah, that one's three E. Wow. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. Uh, no, that that that's pretty a lot. Uh, I kind of like dig it because in this version, you know, it's just like a powerful spider with a powerful drow on top of it. Yeah, this one's uh, fucking scary. Yeah, that looks like an <laughs> abomination, uh, which is kind of how these things are treated. So that gives a little bit more actual context for that. Yeah, uh, and so consequently, like I'm I'm more or less into it, uh, even though I do want to like burn my eyes <laughs> burn out. Burn it away. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll be seeing that connective tissue in my nightmares. Yeah, so there we go. <laughs> Careful what you wish for is the lesson of this one. Yeah. That's, you know, preemptively, that's our creature comfort. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. 
Um, fuck. Let let's uh, talk about the lore of the spider monstrosity yeah. in order to like make that go away. Uh, so basically, as I said, um, so this is in in previous, and I'm only saying this because I have the context to talk about it. Uh, in previous editions, the Drider curse is like a curse. Um, if you like fuck up and are evil or like you know not evil, but like counter if you do sacrilege right. to to Lulf. Uh, there's a chance that she'll curse you and turn you into a drider monster. Um, in the book, the the book here, this this current version tells us that uh, this is part of like a trial of sorts for favor, right? So like the book tells us that when a drow is you know particularly you know shows great promise, i.e., could be helpful to to Lolth in her divine mission to either take over bits of the abyss or run uh, various raids on the elves above. Lolth will kind of like summon these this this drow into the demon web pits to do this big trial, uh, and if they fail, the their curse is to turn into a drider. Sorry, I just had like a thought that's not no. <laughs> feel free. I the I, I just had like, a rip. The thought of like an, a player character being like a cleric to Lolth, and every level up having to take a trial <laughs> or be turned into a drider. Yeah, or like that. Yeah, <laughs> that level ten split. Like, yeah. are you sure you're serious? Step on in. You show a lot of promise. Yeah, that could honestly be a pretty good character like adventure hook. If some since you know realistically you're probably gonna get it dritzed at some point. Yeah. Uh, but if this is like an evil dritz, which, you know, also admittedly is probably going to happen at some point because D&D edgelords, <laughs> uh, this could be a decent adventure filler, right? Like, oh, you're powerful enough. Loth beckons you. Survive and you'll gain great power, but fail and you'll turn into a variously gross monster. Generally speaking, the book tells us that uh, once they, they fail and are transformed, um, they basically function as like social pariahs, right? The rest of drow communities look upon them like less than nothing and so consequently these driders will kind of go off into the underdark and live their lives as best they can and consequently you know by degrees become like feral uh crazy crazy people um every now and again and this is like this could be the other if you're doing like an all drow drow an all drow campaign uh the book tells us that every now and again a drider might like come back kind of like a ghost you know they just have like this this vague memory of some un- unfinished business that they had, uh, and they'll return into town and do a big rampage, and it becomes a big old ordeal, even though driders aren't really all that tough. Um, I kind of, so like one of the few times I have seen a drider used, it was in a novel. It wasn't by R.A. Salvatore, but rather uh, it was kind of like a spin off novel uh, that took place in the in Menzo Baranzen, which is like the, the Drow City. Um, and it was cool. Like it was like this, this is a weird tangent. Uh, the, the Drider was still, I guess the most important thing is like the Drider was still kind of sane. Yeah. Um, but, but rather just like vengeful. Uh, so it wasn't so much like a, I'm going to go murder the everything and rather a, you know, I'm going to go and fuck up society because society fucked me up. Yes, sir. Right. I, if I were to, I think use a Drider, I would probably try to lean at least one of them to be that kind of character mm-hmm. like give, give myself a patches the spider like yeah just, yeah just a uh an npc to yeah. talk to especially since like these things still speak languages um they have like intelligence and stuff i kind of prefer a plotter even though it kind of suggests that like 
The, you know, like Driders are chaotic evil in alignment, so it kind of suggests that they're just like murder machines. Yeah, the act of being transformed, driving you to madness, makes sense, but... Mm. But this could be a cool villain as well, and like, could potentially be a way to have like a like a, a man on the inside of sorts. Like, if, if you as like a regular party had to like go and break into a giant city in, in the Underdark, a giant drow city in the Underdark, this could be like an NPC that you could used to get in on the inside who's somebody who's like kind of already vengeful like a common enemy sort of thing yeah a drider that knows the layout of the drow city is a useful ally to have yeah absolutely and that could be cool <laughs> i know it's like kind of big critical role energy what with the first arc oh, in the underdark yeah, and been... the the mind flares and shit but whatever it works yeah mm-hmm. so generally speaking when a drider does kind of arrive in town the book is kind of it's kind of one of those mealy mouth things where like there's social pariahs no drow likes them however they're not necessarily like murdered on site because they are like spiders right like they and spiders are like holy figures in in drow society so they're not necessarily and like the book tells us that these are living representatives of lalt's will uh so like the the other drow will kind of keep these alive as like like heads on a pike basically yeah, don't fuck up or you'll end up like that yeah so like you know it doesn't do much good for the drider but it's just like they're not they're not like this isn't like a oh nest of driders go kill them it's more like a oh this it's kind of like a world building creature which like i can i can dig yeah um yeah the one time i saw pretty much the one time i saw driders featured prominently in an actual play it was c team and there's the idea was that there was a whole section of the drow city that was like abandoned and ruined or whatever and it was like kind of used in this way as that was just the nest of all the driders that loth had created and like it was basically just like a don't go out down into the ruins of that part of the city that is where all of the driders stay yeah and it's yeah. just kind of like the children's night stories of the driders in the lower sections yeah my i my the my setup the from the the novel that i read um condemnation by uh richard byers i'm not sure feel free to look it up it was a fine paperback from when i was 14 <laughs> um it was a similar thing where like because menzo bronze and it's the the drow city it's it's comprised chiefly of like stalagmites and stalactites because mm-hmm. drow can levitate usually uh it was like an abandoned building at the top of the cave where like a bunch of co-conspirators were trying to plot the downfall of drow society. And it was also kind of cool. Nice. Um, but yes, that's really neither here nor there. Uh, these are just like ways that driders have been used yeah. uh, so that you can maybe use them in that, in that way in your own games. Yeah. Just, just an ex- as an example, in case you're like, Okay, so they just go and run off on their own and you can't do anything with them. It's like, no, you can. But... <laughs> this could also be like for a team that doesn't know anything about D&D stuff, um, since, you know, D&D has grown quite popular, a lot of people could be coming at driders and not knowing necessarily what they are without the context. Yeah. Uh, this could be like a neat, like, you know, show and then reveal afterwards where like you're wandering through the Underdark, you find this elf that looks weird and is stitched to a spider uh and you fight it and you have no idea what the fuck and then by degrees you're like we found this drow this weird <laughs> thing and all the like drow are like yeah whatever you know like <laughs> oh that's just this is just whatever <laughs> or like it becomes like a comment or like uh you get the you know the the context after the fact right you show the monster and then kind of leave the the dread in the air uh, and then kind of show a society that's kind of built around uh 
loathing these these creatures and having them kind of roam the streets. That could be some some neat little bit of of world building. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah, this is yeah this feels like a pretty reliable random encounter monster for underdark stuff. If you felt that way inclined. Also had like the terrible image in my head of like coming across a drow who's like yeah. afflicted with something, and then as you're trying to have a conversation with them, they just <laughs> oh man, like in real time. <laughs> yeah, like the like the Baldur's Gate trailer where he turns oh, into a mind flare, yeah. except spider butt. <laughs> Oof, that would be a lot. Yeah, be a lot. That would be a lot. Uh, yeah, I that's funny. I always imagined it like a, I go into a portal into the abyss and then I come back out a spider, but like to have it like. Like, like a that's, curse placed on a person who yeah, is on the material like, plane. Oh god, I feel it. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. could be that could be an interesting thing to do. Uh it is quite dramatic and I kinda like it. Yeah. Let's Yeah. Well, because otherwise then it also leads to kind of the image of there being just kind of like a a trash pit where it's like, oh, this is where all the failures who can do the test and just every, I don't know, fifteen hours just a a yeah. drider falls out of a portal in the ceiling. Like yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> into the, into the, the pit. That's just what I imagined when you just, oh, he went in. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, like the spider's nest or something. And mm-hmm. yeah, this is pretty good. Um, let's talk about the mechanical stuff real quick because there's not that much to them. Yeah. So, mechanically, the Dryder is a CR6 creature. It has a pretty high armor class of 19. In fact, like, significantly high armor class of 19. Uh, and this is kind of attributed to, like, a natural armor, right? So, like, its shell is really thick and whatever. Like, yeah, the, 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 it's just, like, skittery like a spider. Yeah. It has 123 HP, which for a CR6 creature is like kind of in that about average, below average weird place that we find a lot of monsters to be. Uh, it has a regular speed of 30, a regular climb speed of 30. It's a spider. It's going to climb things. Makes sense. <laughs> its stats are about what you would expect. It, you know, I would. I really thought its charisma or intelligence would be like lower or like wisdom or something. There isn't really, aside from the social thing... There isn't a whole lot of curse happening to this, yeah. these guys mechanically. Yeah. Uh, but I, like, I get, like, I feel like it would have been a bit stronger if, like, because I can imagine, like, oh, it's dexterity and constitution and, and strength being pretty good because it's, like, a giant spider. But, like, you'd think that as part of the curse part of this, like, its charisma would go way down. Or, I was like, going to say, since charisma is, like, the drow stat, yeah. it would make sense if, like, it the curse made its innate spellcasting bad. Yeah. Like, the made the charisma bad. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. It's, yeah, kind of weird. Especially, co- so, spoiler, we do get a variant for, for Dryder spellcasting, <laughs> yeah. but they're cleric spells, uh-huh. which, like, the why would Lolth give you magic if yeah. you... Yeah. So, the idea, I think, is that, like, they are clerics of Lolth first, and mm-hmm. then they're turned into Dryders. Yeah. I... So then why wouldn't they just yeah. use that divine magic? I can't fathom, like, me... <sighs> Unless it's, it's just like It's like Lolth a... hoping that this fucking spider fuck-up will still do her Yeah, well. like, this like... is just strike one. Strike yeah. one, I turn you into spider. Strike two, you die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, I can... I guess I can see that. Um, 
they get bonuses to perception and stealth. Uh, yeah, these are kind of like animals in a way, right? So like they they're more likely to find stuff that they see, like you know threats and whatnot. Uh, and they're also sneaky because they they spiders. They have dark vision out to 120 feet. They live in the underdark. That makes sense. They have a pretty good passive perception of 15. Makes sense because of the perception bonus. They speak elvish. Yep. They speak under common. Yep. In terms of their stats, uh, we won't get to drow for a little bit, but it's kind of like if you were to mix drow stats with the spider. So they get a trait called Fey Ancestry, which is kind of like the elf thing. Uh, they have advantage on saving throws against being charmed, and they can't be put to sleep magically, you know, like elves do. Yeah. Um, Drow, they get innate spellcasting. Uh, it is a kind of, you know, actually pretty crappy uh, save of DC, or save DC of 13 for their stuff. Uh, but at will, they can cast Dancing Lights, uh, and then once per day each, they can cast Darkness and Fairy Fire. Uh, and, you know, darkness does darkness, fairy fire makes things easier to hit, and dancing lights just has, like, some lights. Cute lights. Cute lights. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, these these things can be variously useful in a fight, like the darkness can help with area denial, and fairy fire can help kind of set up the drow or the drider for, for some hits that it gon' do. Get... This is a little off topic, but why do, why do drow get dancing lights? I get fairy fire, because it's kind of like a weird kind of violet dark fire that highlights the enemies in the darkness. I get darkness because they're drow. What do I need dancing lights to see? They are drow. They live in the dark and the underdark. That's where they are. I mean, I have no actual idea. Yeah. If I had to, like, guess, it might be, like, some ancestral thing from being elves back in the day. Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. Like, like, Saren Ray or something like that. Uh bestowed like the gift of moonlight upon these L and then like stuff or whatever yeah. i'm not entirely sure yeah it's just the weird thing i've always thought about this because like drow getting the inherit even the playable race gets these three spells and yeah it's just weird that dancing lights is one yeah when they have uh the other trait which is sunlight sensitivity which yeah. means they don't like bright lights yeah they don't <laughs> like bright lights but uh for sunlight sensitivity it's Explicitly sunlight. sunlight. I just mean like in general. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe it could be used to fight other things in the other dark that don't like light at all. Maybe. Right? Like there might be stuff that have like darkness vulnerability or whatever, right. or whatever that like trait is. Natural evolution to fight predators in the underdark using yeah. light. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Omomo. <laughs> These are just the, the thoughts I've had. It's also just like a good, like, I'm magic kind <laughs> of cantrip. <laughs> Look at my lights. Yeah. So they get all that. They have spider climb, which is a common spider thing. It lets them walk along walls and up on the ceilings without needing to make any ability checks and stuff like that. Uh, they get sunlight sensitivity, where while in sunlight, they have disadvantage on attack rolls and and, and on perception checks that rely on sight as well. Uh, this is a common thing that happens to underdark stuff. And then they also have a trait called web walker, which means that they ignore movement restrictions caused by webbing it's so stupid but they don't get a web they can't guess webs even in the variant thing they don't get web and i get like the variant so like you know the the variant spell casting thing that the book gives us it's all mostly like cleric spells right so it's like bane and shit like that and like you can do like oh the webs are making it hard to do stuff bane it's like oh hold person webs but fucking <laughs> yeah yeah it is profoundly weird that web is not a spell or an innate thing that they get uh, not even like an action or anything like that. It's very bizarre. So dumb. <laughs> yeah. Their actions are pretty standard drow stuff. They get a three-part multi-attack where they can do a longsword attack or a longbow attack or replace one of those attacks with a bite. Uh, they all have a plus six to hit, which is about average for its CR of six. 
the bite, uh, you know, has a five foot reach, you know, standard, standard melee attack stuff. It does two, one d4 piercing damage plus nine, two d8 poison damage. Poison, you know, it's a spider. I'm surprised that, you know, there's no like poison resistance or anything like that, but I guess like spiders and that that's not the first time that's come up. I can imagine that being a thing. Yeah, I don't remember if spiders actually have a poison resistance either. I don't think they do. I don't think they do. Because uh, Unkegs didn't, right? Like, they weren't resistant right. to acid. This just happens every now and again. Yeah. I, it's just, like, to my mind, as, like, from a game design perce- perspective, I kind of just naturally assume whatever the damage type that it does to me, it's probably resistant to in some way. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, you know, might as well just capitalize on it, to my yeah, mind. because it's, like, it's not even resistant to the poisoned condition, which yeah. is a little weird. And I understand that, like, poison sacks are different Yeah. And- Right, like, I understand how this works in real life. Conceptually, I get it. Yeah. But it's still weird. (laughs) But it's weird in in game talk. Uh, They get a longsword attack, pretty standard. It's a longsword, plus six to hit, five foot reach, 1d8 plus three slashing damage, 1d10 plus three slashing damage, because it's versatile. So if you use it with two hands, you can do it. Yeah. Uh, Boy, I wish that it just got, like, eight longsword attacks and it had a whole bunch of swords on its legs. (laughs) Right, like it, it's like it can do three long sword attacks. It can do three longbow attacks, or it can do eight slap attacks. Wouldn't that be cool though? Like if it did eight really inaccurate like, slap attacks, because it's not used to having the spider body. Or it's like because like the long sword does a d8, right, mm-hmm. or a d10, and it's like oh, it can do three of those, but it can do eight one d6 yeah. slap attacks. Yeah, or something like, like that. One d4. That would have been cool. Oh well. Yeah. And then also, it's a longbow. It's a longbow. It does one d8 plus three piercing damage plus four one d8 poison damage. Because uh, they've poisoned the longbow, they put it in their spider there's, mouths. There's this thing that I've noticed. Every it seems like drow longbows are always poisoned in mm. every stat block I've found. Yeah, which is just a thing that yeah. That might just be a draw thing. I do like it, like, from a, you know, narrative perspective. Because, like, the bite, the spider, we don't get a spider head. Yeah. So, like, the drider itself yeah. is biting the, yeah. the character. Hold on. So I'm <laughs> imagining it just has, like, that. a poison tongue or something like that. It just, like, licks its arrow yeah, before it shoots it. In which case, like, <laughs> give me that poison resistance, you cowards. Do they have fangs, then? Uh, probably. I hadn't even considered. I was like, oh, yeah, spider, bite, yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, but we didn't got no spider mouth. No, sir. Huh. So the drow part has got to be biting the person. Yeah, that's, I had, wow. Yeah. <laughs> there was just, like, some dissonance no, in my it, head. No, <laughs> uh, it, true, it just came to me as well, like, not too long ago. Like, we, huh. the, it's the... <laughs> person part of the spider that's that's doing the biting huh but that's more or less the stats like i said it has some variants the the it gets some like variously cleric spells uh but the book is you know plays it pretty fast and loose and says that you can kind of give them whatever spells match whatever background they might have had before they turned into driders uh but the ones that we get here they're mostly like general cleric spells so they get like bane and detect magic and hold person and silence and dispel magic and divination and freedom of movement and all of those kind of variously paladin-y uh, divine spells. Yeah. That's more or less uh, how they do. In terms of, like, a fight, uh, obviously we get a bunch of cool drow debuffs, so we can do the darkness and the fairy fire uh, in order to kind of blind folks and uh, kind of bright them up for, for um, bonuses to its own attacks. We could, you know, this could be, like, because of the spider climb and whatnot, this could be, like, a fun 3D space fight where, like, the 
spiders climbing on walls and stuff. Um, I really do wish that there was a web thing, but, you know, you could just have webs in the arena, right? Yeah. Like, to slow people down. Um, I'm also imagining, like, a fight on the side of a giant cave wall. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty um, cool. Where, like, the players have to, like, kind of, like, climb from place to place, either avoiding bits of web or or bits of, like, sharp stalagmites and stuff mm -hmm. uh, in order to, like, fight the spider on the side of a wall. Uh, I don't know how helpful that is because of how D&D &D is. Yeah. Um, but that that could be a thing. Yeah. I hmm. I do wish... It's my number one wish is web. Yeah. My number one no, wish is web. Definitely should have um, gotten web as a thing. There's, there's another thing that I... Maybe it comes up in Drow. I was kind of waiting to see it in Drow, but I don't think it does, honestly. With the longbow doing poison here, it's weird that it doesn't have the... There's a poison in 5th edition called Drow Poison. Yeah. It's like a specific... Yeah, let's... We're in Drow. Let's see. Does anybody get Drow Poison? Uh, they do get yes. weird okay. poisons, yep. Okay, so yeah. So regular Drow get these, but mm -hmm. I guess the Drowder doesn't. And they must be like just spitting on the arrowheads or something. Yeah, I guess so, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Or putting it in their butts. I do like the... <laughs> I do like the idea that... Uh, driders uh, make, like, would emit the poison that is, like, the kind of poison used mm -hmm. by drow. Yeah. Just, like, vials of drider. Yeah, that they've just, like, extracted. Drider venom. Yeah. Yeah, it would give them more context for why they're kept around. Right. Yeah. Like, you can refine the poison and make it the special thing. Yeah. Because it's, like, the one of the coolest poisons given in the game. Yeah. Just because. Yeah, it's the the cool like unconscious sleeping one. Yeah, it's the the stupid broken one. If you fuck up real bad. Yeah, which like <laughs> is not necessarily likely, but we'll get to that when we get to draw later. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's what they do. It's a fight. Yeah. They crawl around. They do slaps. Yeah. It. The only the only thing that would have made it better is web. And if it if they got slaps. Yeah. Uh, I think. What was the demon? Was it a devil or a demon that had the yeah, six sword attacks? Like, yeah, it was Merilus, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that did like six they sword attacks. They have a attacks. bunch of arms. They got like six sword attacks that, that weren't really cool. necessarily strong, but there were six of them. Yeah, I think yeah. applying that to to Driders would have been a cool choice. But yeah. Oh well. Feel free to slap that on your own <laughs> stuff. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tooth and Nail, a Monstrous Podcast. If you enjoyed it, feel free to give us a kind a kind review. Stop along your journey and bless us with a kind hello on wherever it is that you might be listening to this episode of Tooth and Nail. If you didn't enjoy this episode of Tooth and Nail, I don't blame you. Feel free to look up, uh, go into your, bring up Google Chrome. <laughs> Do Google Chrome. Uh -huh. uh, click on the top, sort of, they call it a bar... Uh, it's like the white rectangle at the top of the Google Chrome. The one that looks like a box? Yes, the one that looks like a very long box. Mm -hmm. I want you, a tiny little blinking vertical line will appear. Yep. What you do is you do the arcane arts to make it say a certain phrase, and that phrase is nerdsmith.org. Oh! And then you hit the little uh, right angle arrow key on your magical list of keys, uh, and that will take you to a fine place where you'll find so... So many things for you to watch 
and consume with your eyes and ears and possibly like hands and brain as well. In the meantime, what's, I mean, we've already decided on a creature. Yeah, careful creature, what, you, careful wish what for. you wish for is uh, the theme of the, if nothing less. Yeah, but if we could do a B-side, what would be the second <laughs> creature comfort for today? Just to like round out this, right. this here, this here podcast just don't anger god don't (laughs) anger god don't do that one don't do that one that ain't gonna work (laughs) i got one for this one i'm too my brain is full of spiders brain full of spiders um (laughs) oh god i don't like that (laughs) just like check out your butt (laughs) just like make sure your butt's okay Uh, figure out what it's for. Figure out what's going on with that. Got weird hairs coming out of there. Yeah, or just like get rid of that. stingers or something. Just keep an eye out for your butt. Because uh, <laughs> it can be deadly and can be treacherous. Um, My creature comfort today is watch out for spiders. You don't necessarily have to kill them or crush yeah. them. But just watch out for just them. keep an eye out. You never know. Yeah. So, so watch out for both spiders and your butt. <laughs> have a good time. Bye. Bye.